Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. So living your life with purpose, spiritual understanding, having spiritual understanding. And we read that scripture I mentioned, James chapter 5 and verse 8. It's talking about wisdom. How many know that without wisdom applied in your life, you may not may be making the correct choices that God has for you in your life. We can, we can all make choices, and here's the honest truth, that choices will cause consequences, good or bad, in your life. And I don't have to tell you that. You know that from your own life's experiences. Choices cause consequences. And here with the Lord, what, we wanna, what I want to talk to you about today is how those choices based on wisdom, can affect your life greatly. How many ask God for wisdom every day of your life? Do you ask God for wisdom? Because if you don't, you should. Just like you, you thank God every day for, Lord, thank you for this day. I, I, that's an automatic thing I do when I bounce out of bed. Lord, thank you for this day. I, I ask the Lord for wisdom in the same way. Lord, grant me wisdom today. Help me to be a better father today, a better husband. Help me to be a better pastor. Help me to be a better employee at my workplace and so forth. I need wisdom in all those areas of how to handle that. Because if you don't believe me, just elbow your spouse. They'll tell you if you're married here today that you need wisdom, right? And, and they'll tell you if you don't think you need wisdom. They'll tell you you need wisdom. It's just a, an honest thing that we do need wisdom. So, you know, again, being January, we're still focusing on those new things, those new aspects that we're, that we're beginning this year. And last, year, last week I asked if anybody came up with some New Year's resolutions. And, and I'm not a big believer in New Year's resolutions. Yes, I have goals. Yes, I have targets I want to shoot at this year and, uh, and so forth. But for some of you... You may be aspiring to do different things this year. You may be aspiring to fulfill a goal this year, a resolution, so to speak. And you have to have wisdom to know how to get there. You have to have wisdom to know how to get there. Amen? But in order to make wise choices, this is what I want you to hear this morning. We need to ask for wisdom and understanding from the Lord. You see, it's not based on your experience or on your life or on your education or on your, uh, who you are, your position that, that determines whether that was a good choice or not for your life. You need to ask the Lord for, those, for, for that wisdom, for those choices. If you're contemplating a major decision, for some of you, it was retirement. For some of you, purchasing a home, even purchasing a house, even pur purchasing a computer. I'm talking about simple things, everyday life. Ask the Lord for wisdom. You do that in your life? Do you ask the Lord, guide me? Should I buy it at Best Buy or should I buy that at Costco? You know, we were at both places yesterday. I even went to Fry's. I'm looking for a particular item. And I asked the Lord, give me wisdom to know where to buy it and how to buy it how to install this, and all that good stuff. And we need to do that in our daily life, amen? Especially in our relationships. Lord, how do I, how do I become a better husband? How do I become a better father? Well, the Lord can show you that if you ask Him, amen? How many have found that to be true? Raise your hand if you found that to be true, amen? So, last week we talked about Moses and how the Lord granted him wisdom and how 
the choices affected his life. See, Moses was careful and he made choices using wisdom that impacted him and the Israelites, all of the Israelites, amen? And uh, some of those choices actually impacted the duration of their stay in, in, in Egypt, or actually as they left Egypt. You know, the Bible says that they wandered in the desert for how many years? 40. 40 years. Do you know that was not God's plan, original plan for them? God's plan was for them to be in the promised land much sooner than that. I mean, much sooner, than, decades sooner than that. But because of Moses' uh, lack of wisdom in a couple of situations, the Lord caused them to wander in an area, a desert. So sometimes you may be wandering in a desert in your life and wondering, Lord, how did I get here? Well, maybe you didn't use wisdom. Maybe you didn't seek the Lord for wisdom. Amen? Does that ring a bell with anybody this morning? I know it does with me. So all of us can fall prey to that. And we need to be certain to ask for wisdom and understanding from the Lord. I want you to uh, turn to Proverbs chapter 2 in your Bibles or your electronic devices this morning. Uh, Chapter 2 of Proverbs, and this is a chapter filled with wisdom. The complete chapter, and I'm going to read the complete chapter to you. Chapter 2 and verse 1, Proverbs is right after Psalm, the book of Psalms. And in this book, we're going to read about Solomon's wisdom here, what he's declaring. And I'd like for you to stand. Let's read this. Uh, let me read this to you. And I know it's quite a few verses, but just in honor of the word, amen? And it says in verse 1 of chapter 2 of Proverbs, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge or the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair. Every good path for wisdom will enter your heart. And knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are per perverse, who have left the straight paths to walk in dark days, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman, with their seductive words. Who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God? Surely her house leads down to death and her paths to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the paths of life. Thus you will walk in the ways of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. <coughs> Excuse me. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the unfaithful 
will be torn from it. Let's pray this morning. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for wisdom, Lord, this morning. And I pray the Lord that your wisdom would be imparted to every person here that is hearing this word. Lord, I pray your blessing upon every person standing in this place, those that are listening to us online. (coughs) Excuse me. I pray, Lord, for this church today. I pray for, in addition, that your blessing would be upon those churches in American Canyon as well. Um, Refuge Church, uh, the Community uh, Church in American Canyon, uh, Grace Point Church, those that we know and that I have fellowship with. Lord, I pray your blessing upon them this morning. And Father, we thank you for this time in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. Amen. God is good. Amen. And all the time? Amen. I love to hear that because He is good. In the middle of your desert, in the middle of your trial, He is still good. Amen. Now, Proverbs there, that was a a lot, a mouthful there, but wisdom is your best friend. Wisdom is your best friend. If if you're contemplating making a major decision, seek the Lord's will for your life. Seek the Lord. He may tell you, you don't need that right now. You don't need to do that. You don't need to make that choice right now. Hold on for one more year. Hold on. You, you need to seek the Lord's will for your life. Amen? Amen? Because there will be ramifications. There will be consequences to your choices. And I just can't emphasize that enough this morning. James chapter 1 and verse 5 says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. Do any of you lack wisdom? Lord, help me. Grant me wisdom. All of us are in that boat. All of us are. Amen. I want to read to you some scriptures that Solomon said. Now, Solomon in the Bible, as you know, was known as the most wisest man. Okay. I don't know about having a thousand wives and 800 concubines, the Bible says, but he was known as the wisest man. All right. I'll just stop right there. I won't even go there. But listen to what he said. In Proverbs, wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing else you could ever want is as valuable. Getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. If you become wise, you'll be the one to benefit. But if you scorn wisdom, you'll be the one to suffer. How about this? Wisdom is good for the soul. Get wisdom and you'll have a bright future. Amen? Amen. Um, how about this one? Treasure wisdom and it will make you great. Hold on to it and it will bring you honor. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. I'm all over that one right there. I want to have years and days added to my life. Wise people have great power. Wise people have great power. Wise people will gain an honorable reputation. Wise people's lives get better and better. Wisdom offers you long life as well as health or wealth and honor. It can make your life pleasant and lead you safely through it. Those who become wise are happy. Wisdom will give them life. Wisdom, wisdom. It's not saying your riches or your salary or your education is going to give you all that. It's wisdom. Wisdom. Nothing will stand in your way if you walk wisely, and you will not stumble when you run. And then finally, learn to be wise and develop good judgment. 
That's called wisdom. Learn to be wise and develop good judgment. Amen. You know, there's, there's very few people in my life that I can say, man, they're, they're full of wisdom. How many know that you meet people and they're rare that you can look at and say, man, I wish I had the wisdom of that guy or that, that woman. And, and you, you glean things from them, right? Anybody know or know people like that? You, it's very few that people that you know that they're always going to make the right choice. And I know on probably on one hand of people that I know that they're not going to mess up because they're going to trust the Lord for spiritual understanding. They're going to seek the Lord. Uh, Pastor Steve Nally in Napa is one of them. Great example for those of you that know him. Um, my, my dad as well, uh, to, to the extent of making decisions, most decisions that he's made are filled with wisdom. And I sometimes I just marvel at his wisdom on that. And how, I mean, I'm talking about a man that just pays everything in cash, number one. He's taught us to do that. Do we do that well? No, we don't. But he's never paid anything with a, with a credit card. I mean, as unbelievable as that sounds, everything he's ever bought is cash. And that's wisdom. How many know that's wisdom right there? You don't get into debt that way. You don't pay anybody interest that way. And you save yourself headaches. And he's learned that. And he's applied that to his life. And so there's people like that that you learn things from and, and you see the consequences of those choices in their life. And so there's, you grab those nuggets and you try to apply them to your life. And that's what I want to tell, tell you today is how do we learn to be wise? How do we learn to have wisdom? And if you look at your outline, the acronym there for each of those points is LEARN, L-E-A-R-N. Pretty clever, huh? All right. Well, the first one we're going to look at this morning is the L. Listen to God's word every day. Listen to God's word every day. Now, that could be so obvious. Okay, listening to it. Anybody here just turn on uh, a, a Joyce Meyer program or uh, uh, John Hagee or somebody, uh, T.D. Jakes, and listen to them? You listen to them? They impart into your life. That's one form of it. You can listen to the Bible uh, there's so many formats, from CDs to MP3s. You can a podcast. You can upload them onto your onto your phone and listen to these for free every day. You're already paying for a wireless subscription, most of you. Um, so you might as well listen and upload a podcast. There's many ways to listen to the Word of God. Proverbs one and seven, chapter one, verse seven says this: Start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. It's knowing that it all starts with the Lord. Amen? See, we got to have, and we need to seek wisdom. And the way you do that is you learn. You learn. You listen. You listen to God's voice. What did he say? Oh, okay, wisdom. I need to ask him for that. It doesn't just happen mystically, magically. I got to ask him for that. What does the Bible say? You ask not, you, or you have not because you ask not. Amen? You got to knock on the door. Hello? Lord, would you grant me some wisdom today? I'm thinking about making this major decision. Grant me some wisdom. Guess what? The Lord's going to answer that question or that, that, uh, the, the thing that, that's deep in your heart. Amen? Amen? You have to ask the Lord. It is the Lord who gives wisdom. From Him comes knowledge and understanding. You know why that's true is because He knows what's best for you. He knows exactly what's best for your life. But it's so ironic how we 
we as individuals can sometimes make choices that go against the flow of what's best for us. Have you ever found yourself there? I know I have. Making decisions that later I'm going, why did I do that? Why did I choose to buy this or buy that or go down this path in my life when I should have just stuck to this because I knew that was the right, the right way to do it? All of us have done and, and made choices like that, amen? And that's why it's so important that we have the Lord leading and guiding us. Amen. A wise person, the Bible says in Proverbs 15, a wise person is hungry for truth while the fools feed on trash. Oh, check that out. Let me read that again. A wise person is hungry for truth while the fools feed on trash. See, are you, are you reading the word of God? This is filled with wisdom right here. Let me tell you, it's filled with wisdom devotionals if you have a a devotional at home that can guide you it's filled with wisdom or are you rather looking at people magazines and the national Enquirer and the latest on the latest celebrity i I don't know where to go with the latest celebrities because i have no idea who who's important these days i really don't pay attention to a lot of that stuff Um, all i know is that trump is dominating the news everywhere you go nowadays And the main point here is, are you dedicating your time? Are you seeking the will of God for your life? Are you seeking wisdom in His Word for your life? Or are you spending your time in front of a People magazine, flipping through the pages, and that magazine has absolutely no, no relevance to your life? None whatsoever. Remember the the show with Robin Leach? What was that show called? Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, right? All it was was a show to get you more depressed. That's all it was. And that's all People Magazine does is you read these stories and you get depressed reading. I mean, it's almost worse worse than the 6 o'clock news. You read some of this stuff. You see some of these homes that, and the lifestyles that these people, celebrities live. And, and, and you've got to be careful because most of these people in Hollywood, most of these celebrities... Their life blows up at some point. Their life is a mess at some point. Yet they were, to our, to our eyes, it seems like they had everything. They had everything going for them. Yet their lives will blow up. Why is that? There was no wisdom involved in any of that. None of that. In fact, God wasn't even involved in, in most of their lives. Amen? A wise person, let me repeat that again, is hungry for truth while the fools feed on trash. Fools feed on trash. When I think of that, I think of pigs eating trash. I've seen pigs eat trash. Have you ever seen pigs? They just eat, they'll eat anything. They're in the mud. They'll eat trash. They'll eat just junk. That's what a pig does. Don't be a pig. (laughs) Amen? I don't know how else to put it. Don't feed on trash. Feed on wisdom, the things of God that will bless your life. Amen? Amen? Secondly, our second point this morning of four is enlist friends who challenge me. Do you have somebody? Do you have a mentor? Do you have somebody you can just call that's on your Fab Five? And you can say, hey, I need some advice this morning. Hey, can you pray for me on this situation or or that? Somebody who's going to challenge you? Somebody that's going to steer you in the right direction? Because we all have friends that will tell you the easy way out, right? We'll have friends that tell you, Oh, no, you didn't. You need to go back and, and yada, 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 and slam them, right? We all have friends that will do that. But do you have a friend 
that will give you wisdom and help you and point you in a, in a wise direction. Amen? Those are true friends. How many know that? Those are true friends. The scripture says in Proverbs 13.20, Spend time with the wise and you will become wise, but the friends of fools will suffer. Spend time with the wise and you will become wise. It's called metamorphosis, right? It's a metamorphosis process. It rubs off on you. You hang around wise people, you are going to become wise. You hang around people that eat trash, you're going to become a person that eats trash. Amen? How many know that? There's an old saying, uh, an old adage that says, uh, birds of the same feather flock together. How many have ever heard that? Uh, or another one, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are, that kind of adage. And, and it's so true. You show me your friends outside of here and I'll tell you exactly who you are truly because we can all put on a, a face here at church, but outside of church, who are you? Are you, seeking, are you seeking wisdom amongst your friends? Are they challenging you? Are they saying, well, you know, I don't know if that's a wise choice for your life right now. I mean, I, I welcome that. If somebody asks me that, I welcome that. Because maybe I need to look at things a little bit differently. Sometimes we're blinded. We have blinders on. All we see is this right here. And sometimes somebody can speak wisdom into your life and give you a thought that's your aha I didn't look at it that way. Thank you so much. Amen? We need to enlist friends who challenge us along this life so that we can fulfill that purpose God has called us to. That's this whole message. That's what this is all about, is fulfilling that purpose in your life. Amen? And then next is, A, ask questions and accept correction. Oh, that's the tough thing right there. Uh, accepting correction. We can ask questions all day long till we're blue in the face, but accepting correction, oh, that's a tough one right there. Who likes to be corrected? Raise your hand if you like to be corrected here. I don't guess anybody here likes to be corrected ever, uh, especially from your spouse, right, or your children, or, you know. Mom and dad is different, right? Mom and dad correct you when you were younger, when you were a child. But when, when our spouse corrects us, boy, that, it hurts our pride, doesn't it? It knocks us back and like, well, how dare you, right? And it'll throw you back. And, 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 and that leads to a bitterness. That could lead to a hate. It could lead to a division between you and your spouse. So you've got to be careful in accepting correction, especially if it comes from somebody that loves you and is trying to help you and see, allow you to see another viewpoint. Amen? Ask questions. Proverbs 18 and 15 says this, Intelligent people, everybody say intelligent people, because that's who you are, are always open to new ideas. In fact, they look for them. They look for them. Just because you've done something for 45 years or 65 years or 75 years doesn't mean that's the way it always has to be done. Can I get an amen? amen. We need to be open to new ideas. Amen. Our, our churches nowadays, this isn't the traditional church model that our grandparents went to or even our parents or maybe that you were necessarily raised up in. Uh, I was just talking to somebody this morning. I said, don't you just love this? We have food here this morning. We get spiritually fed and physically fed because there's not very many churches that I know of that do that, right? 
And, and that's just something that we can afford to do in our church here. Afford by, it's just how we work here, that, that uh, dynamic. And it works well for us. It wouldn't work well for, you know, certain other churches. How many know that? There's a tradition. But just because it's been done that way for 60 years doesn't mean it always has to be done that way. You, you always have to be open to new ideas, fresh perspective. But, but this word will always remain the same, right? It does not change. Just know that this word is what we stand on. It remains the same. So we must ask questions and then be able to accept a new direction or even correction. Uh, there may come a time where I have to say, okay, we can't have that food here anymore. We, we have to go beyond that because it just doesn't work with our setup anymore. Uh, there may come a time when the Lord uh, you know, has us do that. I don't know that yet, but for now, this works well for our congregation. Amen? Amen? So, again, accepting correction. Lord, help us to develop a spirit that will accept correction. Proverbs 19 and verse 27 says the following. If you stop learning, you will forget what you already know. If you stop learning, you will forget what you already know. How many love to read? Who loves to read here? Raise your hand if you love to read right here. These are people that are well-versed probably in most any subject. You talk to them. I'm just going to pick on my brother Damon right now because I see him back there. How many know Damon's an intellectual, right? And he's a sharp guy. He's a sharp cookie. You can talk to him about just about any topic and know you're going to get an edumacated response. I like to say edumacated, right? He's a very sharp cookie. And so you can talk to him. He's done his homework. He's read about something, some study somewhere. He just read a book about that particular subject. That describes him. If you don't believe me, go have a conversation uh, or don't believe me. Go have a conversation with them after service. I promise you, you will see that. But we need to reinforce what we learn. We need to constantly be growing and learning. You know, you can read this word just like um, this beginning of the year. Irene was happy to announce that she went through the whole year and read the whole Bible. And for those of you that are doing that or trying to do that this year, it's a great accomplishment when you go through the whole word and read the Bible. But it doesn't mean that you learn the Bible, right? You read through it. doesn't mean you learn the principles. That takes time. It takes seasons. And, and the great thing about the, the living Word of God is how it applies to you now, the truth of it applies to you now in a certain way. You may go through a different phase in your life 10 years from now. That same Word, that same Scripture, that same topic, that theme will impact you in such a different way. Amen? It will impact you. It will speak to your life. So we constantly got to be going back to the Word and growing, learning. And we, that's the only way you're going to grow is to remember and reinforce what I learned. That's, that's the letter R in this, in this point here. Remember and reinforce what I learned. The Scripture says in Proverbs 4, 21, it says, Don't lose sight of my words. Let them penetrate deep within your heart, for they bring life and radiant health to anyone who discovers their meaning. Now, it's talking about spiritual life. It's talking about a, a, a spiritual awareness of yourself, of your condition, when you, when you let them penetrate deep into your heart. That's what I ask 
First of all, when I pray, Lord, help me to open my heart. Sometimes my heart isn't open to receive them. And, and we need to ask the Lord, Lord, help me to open my heart. Because I can't receive if I'm closed up, if I'm shut up. I have to open my heart. See, the Lord never comes in and barges in. He's a gentleman, amen? The Lord wants you to. Lord, can I come in? Lord, will you come in? Lord, will you come in? He always wants you to ask. You need to ask. He'll never barge in on you. He's a gentleman. But once you give him permission, then he can speak to your heart, as the scripture says here. Then he can penetrate deep within your heart. Amen? Because he will bring life and radiant health to anyone who discovers his meaning. Really, that's what the word of God is saying. The Lord, not only is he there to help you, he is wisdom. The Lord is wisdom himself. And he will manifest himself in your life. Remember and reinforce what I learned. And then our final point here this morning. Now go do it. Here's, here's the, the hardest thing to do. This, this end of the year, all of you had this one thought. This is going to be that year. This is going to be that year I lose those 10 pounds. This is going to be that year I, my average when I go bowling goes up to 225 on average. This is going to be the year that I cut down my hours at work. I'm no longer going to be working 70 hours a week. This is going to be the year. This is going to be the year I dedicate on becoming a better husband and a better father. Whatever that may have been. And then you, you're, you're hot to trot about that. You're, you're thinking about it. And then here comes January. And you didn't do anything about it. Everything's the same. And, and we all know that, that adage, if you keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results, that's the equivalent of Nothing. insanity. Exactly. It's insanity to keep doing the same things over and over, expecting different results. That's insanity. We have to go out and do it. What's the Nike slogan? Just do it. That should be a Bible verse somewhere. It really should. Just do it. And in the book of James, it comes really close to saying that. I'm going to read to you this version of the book of James, chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. It says this. Don't deceive yourselves just by listening to the word. Instead, put it into practice. Amen. Elbow your neighbor and tell him, put it into practice. Elbow him again and just tell him, just do it. Just do it. Amen. If you listen to the word, but don't put it into practice, you are like people who look in the mirror and see themselves, but once they walk away, they forget what they look like. I guarantee you this morning, none of you, just by looking at you right now, got up, just got up out of bed, looked in the mirror and said, whoa, and came to church that way. I... There's not a single person here that did that. I can tell. And guess what? I would be able to tell if some of you just got up out of church and came straight here. I would be able to tell. None of us do that. Do you see how silly that is to even think of doing that? Showing up here like that? It's silly. So why, why don't we just go do it? If we promise and set these goals in our, in our minds to accomplish this year, why don't we just talk about it? And not do it. And we walk away and we forget about it. And, and life goes on. I mentioned last week about a week before how at the beginning of January, every single year, every health club in town is filled up. 
Every health club is overflowing with people. And all the regulars, if you go work out, you can't wait till March comes along because by March, they're all burned out and none of them ever come back. And the gym is back to the way it normally works. You and the other 10 people that show up every Monday through Friday or whatever your schedule is. Every year, people do that. They stop. They, 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 they fail to follow through on their commitment. Again, just go do it. Just do it. It's not hard. Um, they say that after 21 days of doing something, it becomes a habit. It becomes a habit. Uh, for some things, it's even sooner than that. But they say after 21 days of repetitious activity, that activity now becomes a habit. If you don't believe me, try it. If you're, if you're not reading the Word of God, read it for 21 straight days. And let me know on the 22nd day that you just got up automatically and cranked open that Bible and began to read from it. Amen? Just do it. See, here's the secret here. God does not bless good intentions. God does not bless good intentions. God blesses wise choices. Amen? Your, your intent, your heart is it's great. It's in the right place, but you've got to follow through with it. You've got to follow through with it. If you ever make a promise here to your children, to your spouse, make sure you follow through on it. Don't even, don't even utter that promise if you have no intention of following up on it. How many know that's wise right there? That's wisdom. That was for free right there. That wasn't even in my notes right there. That was for free. Make a promise, follow up on it. Amen? I want you to each repeat these steps with me this morning, starting with the L. Will you do that this morning? Start, start on your outline with the very first one. Listen to God's word every day. Point number two, enlist friends who challenge me. Number three, ask questions and accept correction. Number four, remember and reinforce what I learned. Remember and reinforce what I learned. That's so important. Going up, applying in it. And remembering the steps I, I made there to get me to, to this place. See, you're not where you're at by accident. It took steps to get you to where you're at in your life. It took hard work. It took sacrifice. It took uh, God intervening in your lives to get you to this point. Amen. By His mercy and His grace, He saved us. For most of us, we should still be out living apart from the Lord right now. If He had not intervened in your life, amen. And thank God He did. We need to learn from that. One of the greatest ways, again, and in reinforcing what you've learned, um, I had somebody, I forget who it was, uh, I believe it was this week, it was uh, in a text message, they were texting me and they were saying, well, you know... Um, I want to do this. I want to. Uh, I don't know how to respond to a particular person uh, regarding some scriptures in the Bible. And I always tell people this: it's not about you becoming a theologian and knowing how to answer every question in the Bible, because that's not really what people want to hear. A, a person that's arguing with you or is 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 not really wanting to hear your answer, anyways. They don't care what you have to say about the word anyways. But here's what they cannot ever take away is your testimony. What has God done for you? What has God done in your life? What has God done for you this year, last year, 10 years ago? What is he doing in your life right now? See, that person can never take that away from you. 
That's something that you've learned. That's something that God's showing you. See, that's real. That's substance to that, that person that's objecting to you. Amen? See, they can, they can argue this all day long, and you can argue it all day long if you want, if you want to pursue that. I don't waste my time with people like that, but I will share with them a testimony. I will share with them, can I tell you what God's done in my life? Can I tell you what God's done in other people's lives that I've known? How He saved them from addiction? How He saved them from prostitution? How He saved them from having four abortions? There's people like that that I know and I've heard their testimony and God's transformed their life. Amen. So God can do that and God and so share that. That's how we can reinforce what God's done in our life. And we share that with others. There's nothing more powerful than your testimony. Amen. 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 Let's bow our heads this morning. Heavenly Father, this morning, it's a it's a great privilege and honor to just once again, delve into your word. Your word is powerful, more powerful than a two-edged sword is, is what your word says. And Father, I pray that these scriptures that we've read, the word that we've heard this morning, would be applied to our life on a daily basis that we might, Lord, have better understanding of how to walk in this life, how to make wise choices. And it starts by asking you, Lord, for wisdom. Today, as we leave from here today, we may be prompted to make some decisions today that we weren't expecting. Maybe tomorrow, Lord. But I pray for everyone here listening that they would first seek you. That they would seek wisdom from you and understanding for their life. Because these choices that we make will affect us, Lord. Not only now, but sometimes in eternity. These choices will impact. So, Father, I pray, grant us wisdom today. Grant every hearer today the wisdom to make wise choices for their life, for the purpose that you have called them to, Lord. And I pray as you do that, that you fill us with your love, your mercy, your grace, your understanding. And Lord, I thank you as I close this morning uh, for reminding us, not just one particular person here today or two or three, but all of us, how much you love us, how much you care for us, that you do have a plan for our life, that you do watch us, even as we sleep, you're watching over us. Just like a parent longs to look at their little child as they sleep so peacefully. You do the same thing, Father. You watch us and you care for us in much the same way, but just to a deeper degree. And Lord, how we love you. How we long to, to fellowship with you, Lord. And I pray that today that we would remember that. And Lord, we love you this morning and thank you for your word. In the precious name of Jesus, amen and amen.